Hey guys, welcome to the You Make the Scene podcast. My name is Josh, and this is episode number 154. This week on the show, I've got an awesome conversation with two of the guys from Single by Sunday. I've got Josh Lads and Johnny Ekins. If you guys haven't heard of Single by Sunday, they're definitely somebody you need to check out if you're a fan of pop punk. If you love old school pop punk, they've got this nostalgic feel. We kind of talk about it in this episode. Uh, they have this n- nostalgic feel, and it's it's just because it's authentic and genuine. Like They're not mapping themselves after anybody. There's not like a feeling that they're trying to, you know, trying to sound like one of the older bands or anyone else, really. Um, it's just this really cool project that they have going on and, again, super authentic. Um, and, yeah, we talked about all kinds of stuff. Had a great time talking with the guys. We talked about kind of the evolution of their sound, how the COVID pandemic had played a factor in a little bit of that evolution of sound, but also just kind of the mentality and, you know, the thought process that went into things and um, how it affected the band as a whole. Uh, we also talked about the new single that is dropping the same day as this episode. Uh, I purposely held on to this episode so that it could drop the same day. Um, so he- here you are on Friday, uh, February 17th, and their new single called Severed Ties is out now. So be sure you go over and check that out as well. Um, huge, huge shout out to the guys for taking the time to do this. They are in a much, much different time zone than me. And so, you know, as I always say, big, big thank you to them for making sure that it was arranged uh, to where they could do it. So let's dive in. This is my conversation with Josh and Johnny from Single by Sunday. Um, So, yeah. (laughs) So to uh, kick things off, I do start with the same boring ass question every time. Simple introduction, guys. Who are you? A little background on yourselves. Yeah, um, so we're called Single by Sunday. We're a pop punk band from Glasgow in Scotland. Um, My name is Charles Manson. Charles Manson over here. Uh, I'm Josh. No, I'm Johnny. This is Johnny. Uh, I do lead guitar. Uh, I'm the lead singer. Um, and we've been a band for seven You're years. You're the only singer. I'm the only singer. Only singer. <laughs> been a band for seven years. In that time, we've toured the whole of the UK, uh, the whole of the US. We've been all over the US as well. And Canada. Canada uh, and Germany. Germany. And we've got loads more to achieve and do so yeah that's that's who we are yeah awesome so you know let's i wasn't planning on getting into that right away but let's go ahead and dive into that part of it what's it like being a band from a much much different market and then you know starting to tour overseas to the u.s seeing the difference in the genre markets in the different demographics you know because u.s pop punk is way different than uk pop punk yeah, yeah. yeah but so it's funny you say that i do agree but i feel like we all we always get classed as nostalgic everyone says it and we don't even try i don't know where it comes from i don't know if it's something in the production or just the chords or the writing or the vocal style because we grew up on like american pie and all that we never ever conformed to the like 2010 pop punk yeah. like mm-hmm. 90 
Roy so far, Knuckle Puck. We like we did warp tour with those guys, and that stuff is really really cool. But we always grew up and kind of stuck to the original like bowling for soup and yeah, that yeah. Stuff. But we didn't even try and sound like them; it just happened. No, we didn't. But I think like growing up, a lot of our influences um came from bands like Blink One Eighty Two and Green American Day. American Hi-Fi. But you're right in what you're saying. I mean, like the Sex Pistols, they were classed as a a, a punk band, I guess. They like, are a punk band. Well, a punk band, yeah. yeah. But um. Like in, in that case, that's two totally different genres, right. isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we always have felt that America, though, is our market. Is, oh, yeah, 100%. And that's why we branched out over to the States. So, yeah, I mean, that we, we've always felt that that's where we're going to really make our, our mark. Um, and then the UK will yeah. probably pick us up after yeah, Germany and whatnot. It's hard to break through in the UK with pop punk music, whereas yeah. America, you just embrace that kind of stuff. Yeah. So. And there's a lot of people over your side that still want to hear new bands and actually accept us that are like foreigners coming into your country and playing like pop punk music and we really like to see that and we like to actually do the shows over there because a lot of it's not you're not telling people oh we've got a show or whatever some people just go to shows or will right. want to go and hear music and we love that like that is so old school it does not happen here over here yeah. you've got to drag people to shows you know trying to get someone apart with like ten dollars is just, or like ten pounds <laughs> yeah it's a nightmare whereas over in the states it's, it's completely different so we cannot wait to come back we cannot wait yeah yeah and I, I think that's very true especially obviously depending on the cities and stuff but you know like your your big metros new york chicago's yeah. things like that like chicago literally there's a stretch that there's it's over by there's a venue called the metro smart bar just down the road from it is basement kitchen you know like or beat kitchen and then the subterranean like literally you can walk down this road and just be like oh i'm gonna stop in on this show Oh, I'm going to go over yep. here and do this thing. Like, it's so cool. And, you know, it's, not that you guys don't have that, but I, I agree. Like there's always so much more force of like, yeah. please come For to sure. our show. We, we desperately need you to come see this thing. Oh yeah. Is it, is the Lincoln Hall in mm-hmm. Chicago? Yep. Yeah. yeah we yep. Played, Same we area. Yeah. No, no. I was just thinking, I was like, I was, I'm pretty sure it was a Lincoln, Lincoln Hall. Hall. Yeah. It was amazing. Oh, yeah. that was just so much fun. And we got, we got like Josh stayed at the venue stupidly, but um, me and the other guys, we ended up going for a walker in the city and we ended up in Lincoln Zoo, like mm-hmm. the Lincoln Zoo. Yep. We, we thought we'd snuck in. We didn't actually realize it was free. Um, so we were like, just keep walking, just we'll be fine. But it was honestly <laughs> it was such a, such a cool city. We love Chicago. Absolutely. Yeah. Love it. yeah. Yeah. The first time I stumbled upon Lincoln Zoo, I did the same thing. I'm like, did I miss the like, the gates where am i supposed to pay to, to be in here what's going on yeah. it's so cool <laughs> i think it's really cool because it also encourages you to buy food for the animals because you didn't pay the entry fee right you know like, really cool but um apparently we were talking to some other people when we did a podcast a few days ago and they said there's another zoo somewhere like an hour out of chicago but there's like penguins walking around oh that'd be dope yeah i don't That's know about i said that, i was like it looks like my favorite animal, so I would be like in my element. I get out with the pig. It'd be so cool. I'd probably try to steal one. I'd be like, just get in my bag. Okay. <laughs> coming on. I mean, really you kid, know, it, they'd be fairly low maintenance, right? You just have the fish smell, and other than that, you're good. Dude, 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 have you seen a? Pen- I have that already, dude. Have you seen a penguin take a shit? It is disgusting. No way is that coming. Oh, dude, me. they actually do. They, yeah, so they project out shit. I, I caught it on video. Literally, I was at our local zoo. And I was videoing this penguin. And I was like, oh, it yeah. looks so cute, and the thing just like shat, bent over and shat. And I was like, nope. <laughs> I went. I went to see the lines after that, man. It was, yeah, it was, yeah. yeah. yeah that's, <laughs> that's a story right there. That is a. Story. <laughs> <laughs> um. So let's talk about you know kind of 
like you guys said, you've been a band for, you know, seven, almost eight years now and really been grinding and, and building this thing up. Talk a little bit about the COVID fuck up, right? Like everybody went through it. What was it like for you guys overseas, you know, seeing the different types of lockdowns and just being, oh shit, we're stuck. Well, we we um, were actually in the States when yeah. COVID had started um, and we, we were in Philadelphia and we were on a, a tour at that point. Um, you were just starting a tour. And it, yeah, the, the news came on and it was that everything's shutting down, like you, you have to pretty much get home and, stuff and such. So... Well, we, in fairness, what well, that, that, that's technically yeah. slightly different because what I remember was all we knew of it, like everyone's parents were on the phone being like, you need to get home now, yeah. this is crazy. Yeah. But we right. didn't really know much. Because obviously like in America, it was kind of like last to know. So we all we really knew is that going down in the morning to breakfast, the coffee machine got taken away. And he'd be like, COVID's really bad. So they take it away. And then the next day he'd be like, actually, it's not that bad. So he put it back. So we're like, what is this thing? Like what right. is going on? <laughs> and then it was only... Yeah. yeah yeah and then it was like um a matter of like there's only like two flights back to the uk and yeah. then america shut down we were like whoa this is crazy so, and we did almost stay yeah we got on the last flight yeah um, we almost we, we almost went to a villa in florida mm-hmm. thank god we didn't yeah. though because florida ended up like the worst state yeah. of all they were oh, terrible right. <laughs> and we were just on complete like that that was us like we were literally doing nothing for over the course of two years um, other than like music videos and things right. that we could actually stick to on our own so. that flight changed everything though like honestly have you you've seen mean girls right yeah you know that yeah. scene where everyone's just fighting in the hallway like right like when george is standing at the top of the stairs like this that was literally what we got off the plane to like it, it was just <laughs> chaos in the shop it was it was chaos in the shops yeah. it was raids and no toilet paper no, wipe your ass, no, me, like. no, no i mean the electric nuggets so we were like chilling but <laughs> everything else was just gone and <laughs> Oh, it was just crazy because over in America, it was like everything. It just seemed like everything was fine, and then we got on that flight, and everything was done. And for the first month, you know, we were like, "Oh, this is great. This is the longest time off I've had in forever. That's a blow over in like two months. We're back out in the road." Right. And then, like after we started being like, "Yeah, this isn't going away. This is just getting worse and worse." Um, and then we got in the studio, we were writing loads, uh, loads and loads of tunes, and our sound we noticed started to like develop from being in lockdown, and we were taking like lots of the stuff that we were writing on the road and different things like that and now our sound has really really changed from the stuff we did pre-pandemic but we love our new sound yeah and the fans love it and there's a yeah. lot of people now with tattoos so i'm like it was weird but like the covid thing it was kind of a blessing in disguise also mm-hmm. josh and my sister we all went to the same school and josh and my sister are together and they now have a kid she was actually born in the pandemic okay um, yeah. That was actually nice that, like, yeah so that she, gave me that i, I actually Funnily enough, gave me that time, do you know? Because otherwise right. I would have been away on a balloon tour of America. Yeah. So that's kind of what we went for. The only like, gotten the real, real sad thing about that pandemic, though, is we had a show, like, opening for five seconds of summer in New Hampshire, and yeah. that just went to the wall. And then they didn't even reschedule the dates that they originally had lined up. And I was like, oh, yeah, we, that was, like, that was tough, man. It did affect us quite a lot. but We, I had, think... 10, we had 10 months of touring. Yeah, we, we had did. Asia yeah. and America and in Europe and Canada. We had it all. And it was like years of just building up. Because I don't know if you know NACA and APCA. They're like mm-hmm. the college circuit. Yeah. So we'd been doing it for like two years, building up all these colleges to go out in 2020 and like hammer through them. And it would have just been such a, like a career building thing for us in the States to build a fan base so that we could, you know, get in a van, go to do the 50 States tour and all that kind of thing. Do our own warped tour, <laughs> right? But uh, 
it, it just it all went to the wall and it was such a shame because we were we were thinking this will blow over in like a month but then we start to see like all those colleges like dropping off one by one and now it's like two years on and all those kids that booked us don't even go there anymore yeah so it's just like that was always the time it's such a shame but, yeah, but, we, but i think yeah. i think you're right to some extent you know as shitty as covid was it is kind of a blessing in disguise, especially for bands like you guys, because it it also forced everybody to stop, right? Like it leveled that playing field that, cool, we now have an opportunity to refine our sound and really define us and try to elevate us without, I mean, there's competition, obviously, but everybody was at home. You, you didn't have to fight for ticket sales or whatever. So it gave you that opportunity. We yeah. did. We did say that the only godsend that really got us through it was knowing that we're all in it together. Yeah, I think it, I think it actually made like a lot of people realize that like how important like work is and how hard it is mm-hmm. to come by. Because I think that especially like a lot of like promoters and, and such like would only book like bigger bands, but obviously like a lot of bands weren't like going back out on tour and mm-hmm. such. So yeah. we started to notice a difference um, with um, getting booked for certain shows and stuff like. It was, it was just really strange. It was almost as if the music industry just totally reset, mm-hmm. do you know, and everyone kind of came back down from their egos, like back down to a level playing field. It was, yeah. it was, so that was kind of the nice about it. But, um, I mean, now we're just um, trying to catch up. And, yeah, <laughs> yeah <vibing>. we, <laughs> we feel like there's a buzz about it again, like the band, because obviously two years not doing anything, like it's kind of miserable, you know? Yeah, so. yeah. And, it, and yeah. it's really tough, you know, before, beforehand, we, we were doing like a thousand tickets in our hometown and then obviously the pandemic changed and it, like everything crashed. It really was like a reset button. And then now uh, we've just sold, uh, we've just sold out the garage, which is a 700 cap in Glasgow that we play in two days. So that awesome. for us is like, okay, there's still momentum for us, which is really, really good. Mm-hmm. So it's actually, it's nice to still have that. Um, but yeah. Yeah, no, I definitely think you're right. It, it kind of reset and it put, I think for what I've noticed, you know, on the journalism side of it and kind of as a fan as well, like I think it opened a lot of people's eyes too that this shit isn't guaranteed. Like I can't just say, oh, I'll catch them the next time they come around because we don't know what the fucking next time is anymore. Yeah, exactly, exactly, and I think the amount of bands that actually, like, broke up because they just couldn't, like, support themselves, like, so many of our friends. We were the only ones, like, musicians were pretty much the only people at that time that weren't getting paid. Not not a real job. Um, And that includes promoters um, and whoever else, like, they weren't getting, um, we called it furlough here, furlough payment, I don't know if you called it. Yeah, so we were all having to fend for ourselves and find a, a new way to make um that form of income but yeah. l- i mean luckily we did find things that we, we, we were we were we were fine like but, we, um, we're we are ahead of the game in the sense that we do have a really good fan base we were really creative with our marketing and how we made a living and we were fine yeah but some of the people that we knew i mean like bands that we knew gone split up yeah form new bands split up bands that you would think are massive yeah. bands that would last forever Prom- but right promoters promoters that we know that were booking like Lewis Capaldi shows, everything like that before the pandemic. We're working at Tesco, which is like I don't Ralph's, know, Ralph's or yeah. like something like that. It was like crazy. Yeah, it was it like was, skies it was... were falling. This was like Chicken Little all over. 
yeah. I was like, dude, I was like, they're like, they're supposed to be people who are like well off, you know, we've just put on like a 13,000 cap show that sold out. We're chilling with money. I'm like, you guys are working at Tesco. I'm like, that sucks. Yeah. And it's, it's a shame, but yeah. that's, that's what the world was going through. And in a way though, it's, it's, it has helped a lot of smaller bands, I think. Oh yeah. 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 And, it, and yeah. And that's the thing, what we're trying to do now again, and we, we've been always trying to do this for years is support you know, the bands and artists that we like, you know, it doesn't matter who you are, where you come from, or how many tickets you can sell at the end of the day, for us, it's about you and the music and that, and we've always been like that. That's the way it should be in this industry. And that's why we hate the industry because it's not like that. It's just really not. Well, you know, it's funny. You mentioned that it doesn't matter how many tickets you sell, because that's been one of those hot controversy points for a while is that and the merch cuts that venues take, which is absolute dog shit. Like, no, that's not how that works. But there's, you know, where I'm at, I'm a little bit north of Indianapolis, Indiana. So there's a couple of venues. Yeah, there's a couple oh. venues down there. Um, luckily, they've went through management changes because like the promoter or the booker would do virtually nothing to sell tickets. They would post on oh, Facebook, yeah. just let it slide. And they're like, cool, you're responsible for 200 tickets since you're, you know, the opener and you're responsible for 500 as the, the headliner. And it's like, no like what are you doing i'm i'm playing for you i shouldn't be the one having to sell all the tickets you know yep um, it's so it's so funny you say that it's really it's, it's so accurate we say this all the time um to bands that people call themselves promoters but i'm like what are you promoting like putting a facebook post out is not a promoter anyone no. can do that and also if you're putting a facebook post out unless you're harry styles that is not drawing in any tickets right um, yeah um yeah mm-hmm. but it's just it's just not it promoter that's why we tend to not work with promoters all the stuff we do is independent we yeah. want to work with bookers and promoters that we know are going to push us to the next level not people that are going to stand back and go all right you've sold out the show you know there's your car there's my car i'm like why are you getting paid i know it's i know it's blunt but it's like why are we going to give you a cut of what we're making yeah that right. does the work <laughs> we, we do it all we literally will sit and mail people and post up posts and come with creative videos to push our show and do the posters and the artwork and everything we do also like we deserve the pay yeah yeah no i i don't disagree with you and the you know the big culprit at least over here i'm sure they're the culprit over there to some extent too is uh live nation as far as like oh we get a 35 percent pay cut off your merch straight off the top it's like that's all my fucking profits off my merch. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, no, it, it, it is. Like, merch is not cheap. And yeah. it's, it's, it's a shame because, like, bands need to sell a substantial amount of merch just to get fuel for, for the tour alone, like, to travel yeah. to the next yeah. place to play. It's, it's not fair. Yeah, really I mean, we've, we've had, like, contracts that we've been in, like, over the last few years as well that, you know people that we've worked with are trying to take percentages of our merch and I know I understand like working with like American companies or companies in Germany or wherever yeah. I know that they're going to have an input there's always going to be that but yeah. I'm like I, I just personally don't agree with it like if you're our like promoter or whatever in America why are you getting a cut of our merch for the stuff that we sell in the UK mm-hmm. or the tickets right. we sell in the UK that's our that's us that's us unless you're our UK promoter right you know yeah. Or, you know, a manager or something like that. And you're doing all of my stuff globally. Sure. Like that makes sense. But I, I totally agree. Like if you're like a you say, regional person, then no, yeah. you don't get the other region. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Every podcast so, you do, I'm going to take like $10 from every podcast. Even though <laughs> I'm not getting podcasts in America. Right. It, yeah. It's insane. <laughs> it's absolutely insane. 
Uh, so let's talk about some of the, the music that you guys wrote over those, you know, two years of COVID. And now that we're starting to break back out, you guys have a single coming out uh, two days after we talk here, a day after for you guys, by the time we wrap this probably. Uh, but this Friday on, on the 17th, you guys have Severed Ties coming out. Um, I've been able to check it out. It's fucking dope. Uh, really, really stoked about that. Um, but talk about kind of that writing process and then let's, you know, dive into, to sever ties a little bit as well. So Ed Sheeran actually wrote this song for us. <laughs> no, we're serious. Yeah, I did. Okay. No, okay. No. Um, no, this, this, I, tried to I know I, I can actually feel you looking at me. I'm like, don't go red. Um, yeah, no, that's a good pun actually. Don't go red. Oh, yeah. man. Um, <laughs> But yeah, no, th this single, we're really, really proud of it. Um, this is another classic uh, story of my life with uh, my ex, who finally I met in lockdown. Um, a really good relationship for the most part, but then became really, really turbulent and toxic. And I, I, I'm one of these people, like, I, when I can afford therapy, I will go. Um, right. But until then, I've got my music as my creative outlet. So uh, me and Josh uh, for a while sat down wrote some demos I wrote a bunch of stuff myself and eventually we sit, sat down and we've actually came up with an EP that we're going to be putting out in two days that's got Help, Reputation, Severed Ties and Set Me Free which is our next release um, but Severed Ties you know from from the get-go it was just for me it's, it sounds like very old school blink old, old pop punk sound yeah. and we I love that see that like the hit section that bam then and like all that kind of stuff, you know. Sorry, what bit? All that for me is like what I love about like the Ramones and everything like that. It's a full like punk vibe. Um, and I love playing it on stage. Love playing it. Like, we've well, not played on stage. I mean, like in rehearsals. Yeah, in rehearsals, in rehearsals yeah. we've been doing it. And it just sounds amazing. Um, and I'm super, super excited for everyone to hear it. Yeah. Hurry up and make us famous. Because I'm like, this song is a <laughs> Yeah. Well, like, I mean, I'll tell you the nostalgia thing definitely does hit me with you guys as well. Like we mentioned earlier, kind of the Bowling for Soup vibes and um, the band that kind of the two bands that kind of really stuck out to me that I'm like, man, like it's it's not intentional. And I don't think you're trying to rip them off by any means. Uh, but American Hi-Fi and SR71 are like what I hear a lot of you guys in. And it's like, yeah. OK, dope. You know, it's like this it's pop punk, but it's definitely got elements of more edgy rock. And then you're back into just like the chorusy type of pop punk and sing song. Um, and it's, it's fucking dope, man. It was the second band you mentioned. I know American hi-fi SR 71. They were, let me, let me find them. Hang on. They, they had, they had like one fucking, they were a one hit wonder. Hang on. Let me find. I fucking want to say it's flavor. Was it flavor of the week? Right now was their flavor song. Of the week is flavor of the week's American Hi-Fi because right. they had that and, and, then, had and then right now is SR seventy one. You'll have to check it out after okay. this. But it, I'll say that. Yeah, it's definitely flavor of the week. Though. That is a that is a banging chin. Yeah, yeah. No, it's held up for so long. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've heard the song, but yeah. not the not the name of the band. But yeah, I'm pretty sure that's. I think that's an American Pie as well. I think yes. Yeah. Uh, Probably. It, the part of the chorus is the uh, two stoned Nintendo. Bum, 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 bum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep, yes. Two stoned Nintendo. Yeah. It's, it's, again, again, it's like a hit section. Yeah. But um, it's all it's all that kind of stuff that really, really punches and resonates with us. And um, we definitely try to think 
what these songs will be on a live scale, not just like right. listening. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's great. And I, I do honestly feel that our, our sound now is really coming into a whole. I think the last few songs that we've done, Reputation and Help and Severed Ties, you know, they all sound like the same kind of body of work. Uh, which we've never really had. A lot mm. of the songs we've done over the years have been like one is completely different, very different, which is fine, and we and we love doing that. You know, I I think you can only do a certain sound for so long. Um, but I love where we're at right now. Mm-hmm. I really do. Yeah, yeah. No, I I totally agree. You know, I think there's very few bands that can do the same thing for prolonged mm. times. Like, obviously, we're in pop punk fan base, so Newfound Glory, everybody loves they sound like newfound glory every fucking time, but yeah, which it's I never love. wrong I love either. That. Right. Yeah. It's never yeah. wrong for them. This, this is the thing. I think they would lose a lot of fans and a lot of cred if they came back now in this day and age with a new sound, trying to fit into this day. And age. Yeah. Yeah. It's like chili. Like chili sound, chilies still sound like the chilies. Mm-hmm. And I love that. I'm like, I'm I so think glad. It's, your, it's, it's just your luck. Cause they bring me, the horizon not change their sound they change yeah but they change but they, every single fucking album <laughs> exactly yeah. exactly yeah. like they changed every album so they kind of already did that from the start but they broke into they just broke into so many different markets now like now yeah. which is really weird because i don't know if you've seen them uh, uh collaborate with ed sheeran mm-hmm. yes and um, with habits and it's like like you just wouldn't see that like that's yeah so but if you listen see if you listen to cool. their, if you listen to their discography right and you look at their sales see when semperno dropped Everything changed. Everything. Yeah. I still wish we actually got a second Sempaternal because that album was phenomenal. Yeah. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of the newest stuff, but I can see how it's got them to where like they are. And at the end of the day, like if like they have changed every album from the get-go. So yeah. I mean, fair play, fair play then. They're they're doing really well and they're selling out arenas. So but I get think it's, yeah. And you know, obviously you guys aren't in that, you know, the metal core scene or anything like that, but I do think that there are bands like them that are doing these different genre fusions and, you know, jumping around so much that it's trailblazing enough and opening doors for other bands to say like, cool, we can, we can do something kind of like that. And now we've got people that are looking. So um, it's just really cool to see that. I mean, we, like, we really just want bands to come back, you know, like to, so, yeah to some to some form of like mainstream i know you've got like the machine gun kelly's and whatnot doing their thing but i just wish there was more you know more bands doing more sounds that were still in the mainstream because when you think of trap and you think of rap music there is like it, that is saturated to death i mean i can't even name you the, the, the top 10 right now like in the billboard Hot 100 of rap or whatever but yeah. i know half of that all sounds the same and i know no, like i'm sure with bands, though, there is definitely a different sound between everyone. I know that a lot of them can sound the same, especially a lot of bands from our hometown. But um, I do think that bands, I was explaining as well on another podcast, that the way Joshua play guitar is different to how I play guitar. I play the right. chords completely different to how Joshua play them. And that in itself will be recorded with its own sound. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think bands have un- their own uniqueness that, you know, just, just doing trap stuff on like a computer. It just is not the same. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I absolutely agree with you. And I just was, uh, I pulled up the hot rap songs of the week. Um, and you, you kick off with Drake and 21 Savage. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Lil Uzi Vert. Uh, Lil Uzi Vert. Yeah, exactly. Uh, (laughs) Metro. Is it rap? 
I, yeah, yeah. It's like, well, dang, yeah. Dang. This uh, this one I'm looking at is just the the hot rap songs. Um, I can pull the the full 100 here in a second. Uh, but like just looking through it, Nicki Minaj is on here. Cardi B, Lil Baby, Doja Cat. Like, cool. You guys I like Doja Cat. Cutters. I actually I actually rate Doja Cat. See when that say so song came out, I hated it. I was like, this is so like classic. We've heard it before, but she has actually proved herself, and she's released a lot of bangers and. Her looks that she actually does, she is super creative. See the looks that I Doja Cat? Yeah, yeah, honestly, man. I actually, I do back Doja Cat. And I'm more Nikki than Cardi any day, just saying. Super bass, right. 2008. Yeah, there uh, you yeah. go. <laughs> uh, what was it? Pink, Roman's Revenge, the, the, the Pink album. Yeah, yeah. man, that, that was the um, But the top 100 is a little more all over the place. Uh, you have Miley Cyrus killing it right now with Flowers. Uh, uh, yeah, like- Good song. Yeah, I you've got Hearts album, by the way. Yeah, amazing. Oh, that was really give good. me that. Oh, like, that we, we really need good. like a bunch of that in the charts. Yes, because it, like, it slapped. There was like drums and everything. It was actually a punching album. Did we not cover a bunch of those? We did, man. Yeah, we did. We never yeah. released them, but we did it. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you've got we the content them, for it. So we don't want them. We don't want them to surface. <laughs> We're just gonna keep them hidden forever. Um, <laughs> but no, you go from like Miley, then you have uh, um, SZA, Morgan, we- uh, Morgan Wallen, Sam Smith, and Kim Petras is still number four, okay. some fucking how. Let's see. Beyonce, Taylor, The Weeknd, uh, Harry Styles, like it's it's different but it's not you know and yeah, i think yeah, that's yeah, your point yeah. it's like it's like this is like you look i think even if you look back in the last couple of years it's all the same people where's the new where's it's the all, new people yes yeah, it really is it's like all oh, your justin bieber's beyonce's taylor swift yeah. harry Styles. They, they just go around in a loop of who gets a number but one this, this like, is the thing i preferred it back in the day see when see i mean when we were growing up i don't know if, if the bands i'm going to mention were big in the states but i mean we had like razor light the wombats the cooks oh, yeah. and they were all different razor and it, light were great. but that's what i'm saying it was like they were thrown out a single and i was like if it's stuck it's stuck and then it was like okay let's throw out another one from a different band and another one whereas now it just seems like the top 10 are just the top 10 churning out the same songs or like yeah. new, new new songs that all sound the same yeah. I just kind of go. Where's I know, we've just yeah. dissed, we've just dissed the whole industry. Even but like no, but even our local like or the biggest radio station like here in the UK, like BBC Radio One, like yeah. it's literally the same fifteen to twenty songs yeah. played on a loop all yeah. day. It's, it's like, so shame. Come on, <laughs> yeah, how time. many times I listen to a ballad without like killing myself? Yeah. Like, honestly, it's oh Adele, ballad. Uh, I drink wine, yeah. and, and five songs later, the same song comes on again. It's like, come on, and then Lewis yeah. Bally comes on. Oh, you know, I cry at night. He is good. I'll give him that. Lewis Bally, I do really like. He's good. I just, it's the ballad stuff for me. I'm like, how is that selling eighty thousand tickets? Where people just stand there in the crowd like this. <laughs> oh Adele, I love you. Oh, okay, she's saying. Oh. <laughs> Oh my god, it's like brain damage. Where's like bring back Lincoln Park? You yeah. know what I mean? Like proper crowds, like going for it. Yeah. I seen them in 2013, and that was like one of the best shows ever. It was insane. Yeah, yeah. I got to see them Emotion. twice while while Chester was still alive, and yep. it was dope both times, man. Where did you see them? Uh I saw them. I saw them a long ass time ago on a Meteora tour. And then a long as fucking time ago. And then uh what was that fucking album called? Haunting Party? 
when that album yeah, cycle was going on. Yeah. So That's yeah, cool. that was the last time I saw him. Um, Dude, I can't believe you guys seen Meteora though. That yeah. is insane. I seen them in Soundwave in Australia. Oh me, yeah, me and Cairo. Yeah. That was an amazing festival. But then apparently the guy who runs it, I, I could be wrong here, but I'm pretty sure the guy that runs it ended up not paying all the artists, and he he went on the run. Like actually went on the run. It was insane. Firefest point. 2.0. Well, yeah. well, well definitely yeah. originally, yeah. But no, that festival was—it was an amazing lineup. It was like Metallica, Bullet from a Valentine, The Blackout, Anthrax, Linkin Park, Sleep My Sirens, Pierce the Veil, Paramore. It's a great lineup. It was yeah, all time low. It, it was unbelievable. I couldn't decide what part of the like the park I was going to. I was like, Bratton. And that it was honestly, it was. It you know, was you, amazing. you guys played Warp Tour like in peak warp tour days it was that way like shit there's yeah. five stages where the fuck am i gonna go like i have oh, to yeah. sprint to well, get the thing is what, what made it even weirder i remember me and the bassist of our band we were walking up to this gate and i said to him i was like just keep walking and we had these wristbands on but i didn't know that they got us backstage there was just a woman sitting there and i was mm-hmm. like just keep walking we'll just talk to each other and pretend that we're like here and we got backstage and i was like holy shit it works thinking but like we obviously must have been backstage passive we just didn't know and right. we got backstage, got talked to bands like Tonight Alive and Simple Plan and Issues and Chelsea Grin and Motion of Some White and all these bands. And I was like, oh, I was fangirl and heart. Like, not in front of these people, but I'd go to the bathroom and be like, holy shit, like, where <laughs> am I? Like, because it was just a dream. We grew up watching all these bands. Yeah, we, we did. And it really was like that. It was like literally just living in a dream. You spoke like... to Derek from Mayday. Oh, yeah. He, he was eating a kebab or something. Yeah. Like, I said hello and... <laughs> So it's just really, really, really surreal because Made Apey Red were one of my favorite bands growing Dude, up. Dude, they so just crazy. announced that they're going on tour with fucking Yellow Card over here in the States. It's going to oh, be really? sick. Yeah. They're Yellow class. Card's just... coming back for the first time in six years. Mayday is their direct support. They honestly, they're su- they were such a great band and a big influence on like, yeah. like me, yeah. like, growing up. So like, it was just really weird to like just be around them and just seeing them like, oh, they're just normal guys. Like, right. <laughs> Yeah, two of the nicest people that I met on Warped would have been Derek from State Champs. Mm-hmm. Super, super nice guy. He was looking after his mum and everything. Like he was probably like, "Come on, mum, and all these photos to me get photos." And he's like, oh. <laughs> it, was, "It was amazing." And uh, Austin Park, Austin Park, Austin nice. Knight from War Park. So oh yeah, yeah, they were cool. He was really cool because he ended up telling the security that I was part of their crew so that I could stand side of stage. Yeah, because the security wouldn't let him. They were like, "No, you're not allowed on the stage." And he was like, "No, he's part of our crew." And I was like, "Oh, thank God." So yeah, shout out yeah. to them. They're really, really cool. But they've yeah. they've been doing some amazing stuff, you know, since Warp Tour. Warp Arts seem to be really killing it. Yeah, they've been over here quite a lot. Actually, yeah. I think they just played was it the Battlelands? So. Well, when I seen them, they were playing like seven hundred cap venues. Now they're playing one thousand two hundred cap venues. Well, they yeah, sold they sold it out. They're doing great. Like, so Warp Parks, I mean, if you're watching this, like take us on tour. Like, who <laughs> doesn't love the wiggle? Exactly. Come on, come on, right. <laughs> No, I'm so glad that you mentioned Tonight Alive, too, because one of my absolute fucking favorite bands, they flew under everybody's radar. You don't think they're underrated? They're so underrated. Dude, it's insane. They're split now. Uh, Yeah. No, I was going to say just what you said. Like, she just started her own project called Heaven She. It's this, it's much, much different than Tonight Alive, but man it's like, a kind of it's like country-esque it's like a yeah like a folk indie thing yeah, and she yeah. said that like it wasn't intentional she just was writing and that's that's what formed and she's like okay i guess that's the yeah. direction i'm going like yeah do you know what though she is stunning in person like yeah. she is so cool. honestly i was just like 
my god, you're so much prettier in person. Um, but tonight alive are phenomenal. You know, he's got he's got a boner right now. Oh yeah, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, back out on the No, tonight alive for me, honestly, really are such an underrated band. Uh, the other side album is that the green mm-hmm. one? the green one? Yeah, uh, phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. Start start to finish that whole body of work is amazing. And then the one before that with a girl on the cover. Um, um what you don't uh, see. Is yes. it what you don't see? Something um, like that. Something like that. I'm looking it up now. It had like breaking and entering and listening on it, like that stuff. Yeah, it was cold. What, you what are you so scared of? What are you so scared of? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. What you don't see. No, hold on. That's the story so far. That's what. That's what it is. Yeah. What you don't see is the story. Yeah. But um, no, tonight alive really were phenomenal. Really, yeah. really good band. Yeah. But I... their drummer is now drumming for Sleep with Sirens. Right, which is insane too. Like you know, it just shows the level of talent and how small the the industry really is. Because like I think they met on Warp Tour years and years yeah. ago, and it's just been that. Yeah. Well, hey. well, this is the this is one thing I don't understand. So issues split up. We we did work to them. Really, really cool. Then issues all went in different ways. But the basis for issues is now playing bass for Twenty One Pilots, and I'm like, how did that connection happen? Like yeah. that is. I like soaring to yeah. a huge extent because issues were doing good, but like they were doing like 700 caps here. Whereas but 12 they, pilots, like, they even arena. got on and done stuff with like Lincoln Park and stuff. So I think it's just issues, like issues the, did, yeah. the, the music industry, like it seems like such a big thing, but I do think is it's so small. Like, like the, yeah. everyone knows everyone. I would love know, to have so. been at that warp. Lincoln Park did a secret set at Warp Tour, I think it was like 2015 or something. Yeah, like, they just turned like up. That. Under, yeah. under like a different band name and oh, yeah i, I mean even us like we we met like um was it the the manager for 21 pilots yeah man when we were out in um la and um he was a super nice guy but yeah. it, we, we were at like a music conference and it was just the last place you would expect right. someone like him <laughs> to right. be and it's like the music industry really is like like that and everyone does genuinely just know everyone. So, so basically, everyone knows us. They just don't give a fuck. Yeah, pretty they think, much. They think we're shy. <laughs> pretty much. They probably do something substantial. Wait till they hear separate Exactly. That's it. That's the thing. <laughs> like kick party off the parts. <laughs> yeah. But that, I mean, that goes into something I've, I've told bands for, I've been doing this almost 20 years now. Uh, like this is year 19, I think, of me doing music journalism. Um, so like the fact of how small the the music industry really is. And like, you're only a couple handshakes away from somebody that can change your fucking career. Like networking matters so much. Like, you know, obviously you're going to have the shitty situations. Yeah. (laughs) Obviously you're going to have the shitty situations, bad club promoters, things like that. But like, if you don't have to burn a bridge, don't burn the bridge because you never know what door is going to open up next. Oh, we know, we know. Like even yeah. like when we were like first starting out, like I'm not gonna go mentioning names, but like um, we did get into a lot of like 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 conversations that just didn't end well because things that the music industry were doing was not right, and we we spoke up about it, and yeah. it affected us for a while. Like now, I think it's all kind of been forgotten about. Like COVID, like I said, the reset, but. Right honestly you're, you're so right like in saying that like you've got to keep your mouth shut and i think yeah, ed, ed, ed sheeran actually said just and um, like literally put a smile on your face and just be the nicest person and it will go a long way even if someone's a dick to you like just just be the nicest person possible so yeah 
it's it's literally that's yeah, the kind of I think we we've kind of learned from that, and we are just like smile on the face. No, I'm still forward. a dick. You're not. I'm, 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 I'm them back in. I'm like, come on. No, dude. I'm just like. I just see life as like right is right and wrong is wrong. And right. if I'm wrong, yeah. I will apologize. But I just I I hate how fake this industry is. Oh yeah. Like I can't just stand there and smile if like I don't think that something is right or something is wrong. Yep. I can't just be like, oh yeah, because I've I've just never been like that. I just haven't got the time. Right. Like like if me and you disagreed on something, I would be like, okay, well I like appreciate your opinion. This is mine, and like agree to disagree. Right. You know, like that, that's how I see things. Everyone is allowed their own opinion. But now, in this day and age, it's like whatever gets the most likes on Twitter, that's the right opinion. Oh, yeah. Like, no, like no one has a mind of their own. Yeah. It, and that's, that's the insane like toxicity of social media. You know, like I grew up back technically pre MySpace, you know. Um, but right. even, even like, like once day. MySpace, like yeah. Once MySpace really started taking off, Facebook became a thing, Twitter became a thing. It's like you've been able to see the trend of like how toxic these environments really are. And it's so sad because there's also the flip side of that coin where there's absolutely no better method to reach millions of people than to be on social media. Yep. Yeah, and and it's so tough. We, I mean, we got we got canceled twice in the pandemic, and it was horrific. Like so bad to the extent that and this was because we posted up the five seconds of summer support so we got announced we got told that we could announce it and because it was the venue that was putting us on a stage next to the main stage they told us to post it but five seconds of summer hadn't posted us on their socials so we had we posted it out give, being like told by the venue being told by american management post it out so we did and then like within like an hour it was like blown up we'd never seen twitter go so insane and it was like everyone was like, all the all these fans from Glasgow, like and Scotland, had like come all back on board. We're like, oh my god, like so proud of you guys. Remember when you were playing like tiny clubs? And then within like an hour, it was I'm gonna throw acid in your face, like I'm gonna kill you. All this kind of, I mean, like yeah. insane, like insane tweets. Yeah. And it got to the point that we ended up phoning the police because the people were saying like like oh, like acid attacks, and we're gonna get beat up and all this. And phoned the police, and I said to the officer, I was like, is there anything you can do? And he was like. No. And I was like, so you're basically saying until I kill myself, if I kill myself, then you'll step in. He was like, yeah. Yeah. Now I'm like, is that really like what we're living in? Like people can just get away with posting like all that kind of stuff, like death threats, but like nothing will get done. It's, it's all that from posting. You're going to, you're going to be supporting someone. Yeah. It's just like, like, oh, it's insane. It's, it's insane. It is a really toxic place to be like, but i will say media. i will say like we said like we sing in reputation it's like what was it the walls i uh the paper thin walls we basically built walls that weren't paper thin basically something like that it was something to the extent of like from that experience especially and like a lot of the hate that we've had over the years i'm like the pandemic changed everything for us like we just do not care now like see like the twitter the twitter hate i don't care at that point in time i did i was a lot more like easy to like push over but now I just, i'm like whatever i don't go for what about you i'm just i'm just vibing with it man i'm just going after to this podcast go and tweet some hate at josh and i'll tell you if he cries i'll be fine like like with that like i've, I've kind of learned from from all of that like and um, like back when it was all going on like i would like want well i would reply to it <laughs> And it would just get worse. One more hate. Um, <laughs> but really, anything I see, I just, I, it doesn't bother me. I just swipe by it, and I just yeah. go, it, it, it doesn't matter. Like, 
because that person if you meet them in real life is not going to say that to their your face that's exactly yeah yeah, that's exactly what i was getting ready to say i've i've had that talk with several artists and like i'm i'm gonna forget which guy it was um it was from a metalcore band and i can't remember which band it was but not the point the point was he got he said basically that same thing he goes the thing is like i don't care what you post in my comments or dms whatever come up to me at a show you guys obviously know where i am come up to me at a show and say it's my face if you don't have the balls to do it then your opinion doesn't matter and i don't give a fuck yeah, exactly. exactly. If someone genuinely came up to me, that should put that on a T-shirt. I would, I would be like, right, okay, right. You, you do mean what you're saying, but I think a lot of right. people just use social media as a, a shield to, like, yeah. be able to say what they want, and when really they don't actually mean it. Yeah, they're either jealous or they're just bored. And I think throughout COVID, a lot of people were bored. But this is the thing: these are the people that don't yeah. actually have a mind of their own. Like these are the idiots that just will like something and then believe like a rumor or a tweet. That has like the most likes yeah. yeah like there was a girl that was like tweeting there was some girl that long story short i went to a war park show in glasgow and there were some kids in the queue that asked for photos and i was like sure then some girl in the queue went online and said just seen johnny eakins and then said something about me being a pedophile or whatever and posted it and i usually wouldn't do anything in that situation i just be like whatever i don't care I was like my sister we had a conversation about that because I was upset I was like here we go this was back when I just really gave a shit right and um ended up retweeting it and within like I don't know half hour like this girl was getting death threats from our fans and then I had that girl's friends messaging me being like she's having heart palpitations and she's now going to go to hospital and all this because of the, the threat she's getting I'm like you're the one that called me a pedophile online and you think it's okay to try and ruin my career that I've tried to build for so long. Like, and you're going to try and destroy it like that. But then when I retweet it, what you've said, that's not my problem. And like, she's right. getting all this hate. I'm like, you, people need to think what they're putting online. Oh, yeah. I would never, ever willingly post something like that to anyone. Why, why would you do that? Like, yeah, people in the UK, man, they are just are people in <laughs> people in general. I was gonna say that that's a world problem, unfortunately. And I think <laughs> you're right, though. I think it's because the thought process, though, or lack thereof, thought process that goes into it is well, I can post it online, and there's no repercussions. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. Nobody's standing right here in front of me, you know. And that's yeah. what the the dude basically was saying is like, you know. Come say it to my face. If if you're yeah. you know if you're really serious about it, say it to my face. If we need yeah. to swing it out, then we'll swing it out. Otherwise, I don't give a shit. It doesn't matter yeah. anymore. Also, total side note. Um, what's your thoughts on I set my friends on fire? Uh, mixed feelings. <laughs> so I love them uh, in the sense that like I never got deep deep into their music, but as far as like. If you're just looking for a strategy to stir shit and make it marketable, there's your template. Those guys know exactly what they're doing as far as like, we're going to, we're going to talk our way onto a fucking tour. We're going to fucking do anything we can to make the spotlight on us. And I I think the funny thing is like, it works really well for them being that controversial, but then you have fucking the dude from trapped and you know he's the flip side of that trapped is they had that headstrong song like fucking 15 years ago not not sure man you'll have you'll have to look him up so this dude constantly is talking about how great and big his band is 
And then people are like showing up to a show and there's like 38 people in the fucking crowd. Like you're playing these little fucking bars and shit like that, bro. You're, you're nothing anymore. And he'll fight. He he picked a fight with like, um, fuck, who was it? He was picking a fight with a, a much bigger band than, than him. Um, this rings a bell. There was a guy that tried this as well. So, remember that guy that was like saying he, he was doing like all the stuff like the I think like the Hunter did. Remember the ads? But he was doing it and wasn't pulling anyone in. And he came over and said yeah, he like sold yeah, out yeah, yeah. like all these shows yeah. up and down the UK. But then apparently no one was there. Like literally yeah. no one was there. Yeah, it was uh, very similar for what this dude ha- has done over here in the US. And it's you know he'll talk about like hell he got suspended from fucking twitter apparently at one point uh but yeah like he would oh you know we we've got however million many millions of streams and all that and people are like yeah on one song that we all loved 15 years ago like do something yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. no i get yeah, it yeah, for sure yeah but hopefully we're not one, hopefully we're not one hit wonder <laughs> i don't think we are i think i think we'll I think we're two, two hit ones. Two hit ones. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay, that, that's Oasis, right? Like, <laughs> in fairness, I don't really rate Oasis personally. I don't. I think I like. Oh, was it? Some might say and Champagne Supernova, but that's it. Hate yeah. that Wonderwall. Freaking awful. Yeah. Oh, it's no, dude, it's freaking terrible. Oh, when this comes out, I'm going to tag Galco and that. Oh, it's so bad. That'll it's... get some ratings. Oh, no. I just, I just don't get it. I don't get it. I think right. like the Britpop stuff is decent. Like, there's, but there's better bands than Oasis. Like the Verve, Blur. You know, that's fair. That's fair. I don't know. That's just me. I, I, yeah. I'm I like to say bands. no comment. This is all on you. Like, nobody <laughs> know. Those are some I, I agree with you. The Verve was way better. Blur, um, the Freshmen. Like, man, come on. There were so I many. I love how we referenced Blur and Josh didn't know who we're talking about. But as soon as I go, <laughs> goes, oh, yeah, I know them. Oh, yeah. Everybody knows that. You know uh, the singer from Blur. Yeah. David, I, I did know that. Yeah. 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 It's insane. Anyway, uh, so now, <laughs> now that we've tangented a, a shitload, that's probably not even a word either, but I don't care. Um, Let's talk a little bit about vision, right? So the vision for 2023 for you guys, you've got the new single dropping um, yep. on the 17th, technically a, an EP, you know, with it and, and whatnot. What's kind of your vision as far as music videos, trying to book more tours, things like that? What's the game plan for 2023? We do have a lot like coming up uh, already. Um, I think the plan is we've we've already recorded our songs for this year. Yeah. So they are all um, scheduled to 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 be released um, at different dates. Uh, we've got Severed Ties coming out, um, and then our next song is going to be in uh, the next eight weeks after that. So it's every eight weeks is our release plan, um, which is super exciting. That will keep us busy. Yeah. Music videos, uh, I think for the songs we've got, it will be music video. Then the next release, there won't be one. Then it'll be a music video. Uh, yeah. Just yeah. Well, technically, no music video for Severed Ties. Yeah, yeah. Then one. Then one, yeah. Because yeah. we were we were going to do one for Severed Ties, but my God, see, yeah. <laughs> doing this show, is just, it's, been, it's been so much fun that we're getting to do it, but it's been a lot of stress. And there's, there's so much going into it with, 
confetti and CO2 and outfit planning and the song setup and the lighting and mm-hmm. selling the tickets and all that. There's just it's so much to do for an independent band. So I was like, do not add a music video into yeah. this, not right. at this time. But I guess like getting all those things like the songs and the music mm-hmm. videos and such like out the way has helped with doing that stuff. But oh, yeah, it's amazing. we've got all, all that um, planned out. So that's ready to go. Um, next month, we're actually flying out to the States. We're going to be in uh, California. Uh, we've got a show at the Whiskey A Go Go. A show at SIR Studios as well. Yeah. And then we are back here to do festivals. Um, then we go out to Germany. Like we've we've got so much planned this year and we're trying to fill it, fill up our dates even more. So yeah. but if any promoters are watching this or watch this when it's dropped, book us. We want to be out in the States. <laughs> right. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. honestly, that's 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 just always always the yeah. dream. But, um, we are very organized though, I would say. Like, oh yeah, yeah. We, yeah. We've like we've got a great management team that um have followed back up on everything that we were meant to do. And mm-hmm. um, like I said, there, I, we feel a buzz about the band again and that a lot's coming our way right now, which mm-hmm. is great. So and it's funny as well, there's a lot of people at the moment coming out of the woodwork because we've just sold a 700 cap venue in Glasgow, right. but like beforehand, like when we were doing a 300 cap or a 400 cap, no one cared. No one. Right. But now we've sold the 700, which is like status in Glasgow, because no bands like they're independent or unsigned or don't have a booker. That is unheard of. No one sells out a 700 cap. Only big bands come to like Tonight Alive or 21 Pilots. They came here in 2014, sold out the garage. And now we've done it. So now all these people are like messaging, wanting to work with us. I'm like, this is hilarious. Like they never gave a shit when we were selling 400 tickets. But now it's true. No, it's that's something you learn as a an independent band over time too along with the networking side of it is like safeguarding yourself a little bit too because the second you start to see any success or notoriety everybody's hand comes out and wants to to take some money from I've you always, yeah, i've always like literally the last within the last year like have come to realize that that wherever the money is that that's where they'll be the busy like, follows that, that, the, the busy <laughs> Um, it, it literally is that is how the music industry works like I, I guaranteed like if if we were to go and sell out our local stadium like everyone's going to come forward you know like, right. independent <laughs> and unsigned no no but <laughs> if you manage to do that like you could honestly say you probably made it because everyone's going to want to work with you to get a, a piece of the cake do you know that right. i really want to play that arena one day to be like no we're going to do it independently i do i do i know so we it, have to sell the garage 20 times to do the hydro oh, i worked it out dude, if, we, not, if we sell the venue we've just sold out dude. 20 times over we can do our local stadium oh so I, no this could be a publicity stunt like i'm, that I'm is, telling you that is like, horrific. could you imagine like that <laughs> I say we do it. I say we do it. Well, Take ask that. you. Do you know the proclaimers? Yeah. Yeah, we'll yep. get them on support. There we go. <laughs> it, is, it is unbelievable, like yeah. how it all works and how, like, you know, bands can put out adverts and get these people in. Like, but obviously, it's down to like having that one hit song that mm. you know you can because that is a statistic apparently that if you get one just one hit song, you can live off the rest of your life with that. Yeah, like Carly Rae Jepsen, she just came to Glasgow and did the O2, <clears> two and a half thousand tickets, but she's doing that everywhere. Yep, and that's like from one one big song, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, fair yeah. get her. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. The the industry is tough, but I think we're we're doing really well. But now that we're doing like 700 tickets here, we really want to move to LA to start doing that there as well. Mm-hmm. Start building up there because I feel like if you make it in LA, you've kind of made it everywhere. You know, everyone's so connected in that city that yeah. if word gets out. 
Yeah, and in the UK, everyone watches what Ellie's doing. Like it's like madness. <laughs> no, do you know we seen we seen it last year. Yeah, we we we'll go live here and we'll get like a decent amount of views. See when we're out in the states and we go live, everyone is tuned in. Like literally, everyone's like, "Oh, how's it going? What's been happening?" And I'm just like, "Why does no one give a shit when we're doing this back home?" Right. Like they just see us in the sun and they're like, "I want to be there." Yeah. <laughs> Josh the got we- a tan. Yeah, <laughs> the weather is so much different. <laughs> Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> it's, not all, it's not all gray skies. They're not just in movies. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, so. <laughs> awesome. Um, so, yeah, let's let's do kind of for our quote-unquote tie-off uh, question. Perfect storm dream tour for you guys. If you're going, let's say U.S., but if you want to make it a, a world tour, who do you guys want to be on the road with and just you know, be banging out stadium after stadium or arena after arena. Do you want to be banging out, Josh? <laughs> well, <laughs> well, that's a different story. Um, that's a really I mean, good if Harry question. does this for you. No, but see, to be honest, it, it would be along the lines of someone like Harry Styles or Taylor Swift, like Coldplay. If Harry In Styles fact, is free, Coldplay. We'll go on to Harry Styles yeah. and we'll also bang him out. There you go. Yeah. Um, I would take Coldplay because those guys just do some crazy shows and they seem like really down to earth people as well. And we'd fit the vibe with the hair color. Exactly. So yeah, Coldplay would be a really, really fun one. I think that'd be cool. Coldplay for sure. It's tough. It's tough because I do love like the bring me the horizon idea. I do. I do love that because I think that would be epic. Um, Because I've I've always said, give us the same show or the same stage with the pyrotechnics and the lights as like Mm -hmm. Youngblood or Bring Me. And I'm like, we'll put on a better show. Like, give us that opportunity. Because I'm like, we we own that stage. I went and seen, it was opening for 12 Pilots. I've seen the regrets and like not dissing them, but like they were just standing there like this. And I I was looking and I'm like, this pisses me off so much. Because I'm like, they were in front of the curtain, but I was like, Give me that, give me that stage. I will yeah. run that stage. Because it was oh, it just bugs me. But yeah, to answer your question, sorry. Uh, <laughs> no, you're uh, you're fine because that's you know, something I'm- I've noticed as well, you know, in my 20 plus years of going to shows. Like that's one of the things that kills me too, especially like if you're a direct support band or even an opener, like guys, you have the opportunity to be on yeah. this fucking stage. Like to just stand in front of your mic stand, maybe spin around a couple of times. Like, what the fuck are you doing? It's, yeah. it's insane. And like, it's that it's that passion so that wins the crowd over. Like, 100%. and we 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 honestly have experienced it because we've done some decent shows. With, we have done shows. And, sorry, sorry. Just sorry, and, and uh, we've put on a better. Well, we think we've put on a better show than than no, sometimes we have. the main support. We have. And it's like that's why we've managed to to like gain a lot of these these people that have been amazing and supporting us and what we do because we believe in what we do and we want to show people that we believe in what yeah. we do. So we're also and not in like an official job term, but like we're kind of comedians in our own way because like we've had shows where like people don't get involved with our show. So like I will call them out. Like we we do a cover of Year 3000 originally by Busted, but then covered by Jonas Brothers, which everyone in America knows. And we've done that song for like years. And we do that and we'll get the crowd to jump along with us. And then see when the crowd doesn't jump, like we'll take the piss and we'll be like down the mic, we'll be like, right, can everyone just stay seated? All right, one, <laughs> two, three. And we'll like like have banner. Right. Or like if there's like a person not jumping, I'll be like, stop the song, call that person out and be like, 
sorry to embarrass you, but I'm like, this is a show. You need to get involved. Because I'm like, why are you going to pay money to go to a show and just stand there? I couldn't do yeah. it. I couldn't. I physically couldn't. And yeah. I have tried to stand still on stage, and it is awkward as hell. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my no, God. No, it's it so weird. It is. I think we've been doing it, like, the whole energetic performance side of things for a while that it's like we we can't not Go do it out, yeah, like yeah. We, we we have to be like that and um yeah that's what makes us single by sunday to be mm-hmm. honest this well, live shows especially in the pop punk genre not that you guys are stuck just in that pigeonhole box yeah, yeah. or anything either but like it in the pop punk genre like you can't just stand around like that's not what the vibe is that's not where the energy's at and like i think you know, I've been to a shitload of shows where exactly what you're saying, people are just standing there with their phones. And I've seen artists like, all right, you have one more song of doing that. Like literally I, oh man, who was it? It might've been, I prevail at a show. Like everybody's just holding their phone up recording. And he's like, guy, all right, next song, you can do it. After that, there better be a goddamn pit. People better be fucking bleeding. Like this is a (laughs) fucking show. Let's do this. Yeah, it's so it's so true though because it's just like that that's I, I say this to you all the time like what i haven't seen stories so far uh last year late last year in manchester they were opening for rise against and there was not one phone in there and yeah. that for me i was like this is a show even even um oh was bruno mars a side project silk sonic even yeah. silk sonic they're doing it right they've got vegas residency but you're not allowed to go into the actual hall where they're playing before like you have to put your phone in a locker like they make sure your phones are in a locker before you go in. And I'm like, genius. Like make sure everyone is there in the moment, enjoying it. Yeah, that's super you dope. Know? I've I've seen like I've seen that as an option as like I don't want to lose my phone, but I've not seen it as a like you're going no, to they, do this. And I think I think it's so smart. And I think I think like fair play, like I think that should be a thing. Cause I, I just think people standing there doing this, you know, you watch it back, it's not the same. No, it's not. And what was really interesting is they posted a bunch of photos from like their residency of like the crowd and people are like, okay, we can't take a phone, but we'll take like a Kodak camera. So people are taking like cameras and stuff like that. And I'm wow. like, I no, but I think that's really cool. Cause I'm like, there's, that's still like that old process of yeah. like getting the photos developed yeah, and all but... that. Yeah. Well, cool. Especially that style where like, okay, now I'm on a, a disposable Kodak or whatever. I have 32 pictures or 24 pictures. I have to make them count. I can't yeah. just stand there and record an hour of your set. Yeah, this is yeah, true. Literally, this is true. literally. And that's the thing, unless they come up with a device, and I, I've only seen it like fiction, fiction, yeah, fictionalized. And it was one of Russell Tovey's um, TV shows. I can't remember the name of it. It was like last year, years, years and years, I think it was called. And it was Emma Thompson. She's in a, she's like doing a thing to be a politician, like a poll. And she's standing there and everyone gets their phones out and she clicks a button and all the phones just disable in the room. And I'm yeah. like, that's a genius. I mean, scary piece of tech. That's called an EMP, son. Well, it's a terrifying <laughs> piece. It's, te- it's terrifying in the wrong hands, obviously. Right. Can you imagine, show, guys, we're just going to launch an EMP in here. So, yeah. Uh, just- <laughs> exactly. yeah. God forbid there's somebody with a fucking pacemaker in the crowd and you shut off his heartbeat. Like, whoops. <laughs> yeah this is a real thing yeah right they, yeah so. right but that's what i was gonna say like that <laughs> yeah. if they say cars and everything it's not it's like it's crazy like wow. or, yeah so. but in fairness like that in an arena class right yeah, yeah i mean or, think about it because like a pacemaker like like you said but yeah yeah but then you're fine you, you could probably do 
like it wouldn't fully disable it obviously but you could do like cell phone signal jammer like cool when you're in here you can't make phone calls you can't post to social media because it shuts you down to to no wi-fi or anything but yeah i mean it it also to your point is scary because in the wrong hands it's like man that's fucking that is a little bit of over policing and you know little tyranny here but (laughs) <laughs> we could take over a McDonald's for 24 hours. <laughs> no one's getting out. We're getting all the nuggets. <laughs> Put them in a bag. Put them in a bag now. I want them cooked. Yeah. No, it, it would be interesting, no, though. Nugget, nugget no, it, it would be interesting, though, to see, you know, more bands do something like that, whether it's a locker or whatever. Like, even if it was specific sections, like if you bought front rows in. Yeah in this area you know you're in the pit or whatever like your phone doesn't exist sorry you know like watching especially like with tiktok or whatever but watching back live performances and all you see for the first 25 people is cell phones in the air and it's like guys do you not understand like post malone's up there screaming his fucking heart out right now like what what are we doing yeah do you know what post malone i have a bit of like love and hate because Post Malone has such an incredible voice, like a great voice, but I've seen so many performances where he's singing on top of his vocal track. And I'm like, dude, you have- That's why it sounds so great. No, 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 no. No, like his raw vocals are insane. Insane. I've heard like, I mean, even like feeling Whitney and stuff like that. There's so many tunes I hear and I go, you have got such a distinct, unique sound and a great voice. Why are you singing on track, man? Like put everything else on track, just take your vocals off. Because the crowd are going to sing it. See if you do sing it anyway. Just right. do that. The crowd will sing it for you. But, yeah. oh, he is. He's got some tunes, man. That whole Stony album was just peak. Yes. That was like, that was, well, as far as I'm concerned, I don't know what it was. I, you live in America, so it might be different. But for me, that was like peak trap. That was like, that was like it. Yeah, and I would it, agree. And then after Posty, everyone was like, I'm dying my hair and I'm doing the beads and I'm yeah, getting dreads. Like I'm doing the... T- <laughs> oh yeah, fuck your bitch in the car. Oh, gang, gang. I'll shoot your mama. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so when's I mean, the trap album coming out for you? <laughs> Literally, yeah, I know. So we're doing ties and then we're doing fuck your mama, and then <laughs> give me my money. Look, this dude, it's it's so saturated. I mean, anyone can come up with that stuff. We should do that for our TikTok. We just come up with some random beat. Like, oh, oh, get your mama outside. I'm a shooter. All that stuff. <laughs> Drive by <night> time. <laughs> Anything to get the views, man. You got to get the views. Exactly, exactly. We're going to get the views. How else are we going to get famous? <laughs> awesome. Uh, obviously, I'll, I'll link all the socials and everything, but where can people find you online and kind of the best way to interact, even though we've already said social media is toxic as fuck, where yeah. the positive people, where can they come and find you? Best place to find us is like pretty much anywhere. Like we're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Grinder, Grinder, Pornhub, you name it. <laughs> uh, we're on all of those social medias. Um, or Pornhub, that was a joke. Was. Um, but yeah, we're at Single by Sunday. We've got that handle for everything. So you can search us on there. Our music's on Spotify, music videos on YouTube. Um, anywhere you can think of, we're there. So yeah, man. Also, just to clarify, you are Chicago based, right? Uh, I'm I'm three hours from Chicago, an hour from Indianapolis. So I'm in Chicago all the time for shows. 
So anytime you're over here, yes, I'm, yeah, I'm going to be there. Uh, definitely, man. Fingers crossed it's soon. Because honestly, <laughs> yeah. if we get the gigs, we'll be there. We just want to play. Yeah. Um, you know, if you know any bands or anyone that's looking for supports, uh, pass on our details. Um, yeah. We just, sure. we just want to tour. So yeah. for sure. But thank you again. Thank you again for having us because this has been so much fun. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm sure this won't be the last time that we have you on because it's Hopefully been not. a oh, shitload of fun. So yeah, uh, no, honestly, yeah, awesome. So yeah, we'll uh, we'll get this going. Uh, I think I'm actually going to, since you have the single dropping on Friday, I'd normally release on Wednesdays, but I think I'm going to drop yours on this Friday along with your single oh, so people amazing. can check out both things. Yeah, and Just then make sure it targets and we'll yeah absolutely show. absolutely anything, so, yeah anything posted just tag us and we'll share that also sorry for going on mad tangents because like fine with from that yeah <laughs> totally fine with me i i'm all about it because and you know whether i leave this part in the episode or not the reason that i stopped doing i've been doing this for so long like i used to do literally a list of questions 10 15 questions and just move down that list and i'm like this is so fucking boring for me to ask them. It's got to be boring for the artist to answer them. The fan can go look at Rolling Stone or, you know, alternative press or Kerrang and see the same shit. Like what's going to make it different? What humanizes people? And like, that's, you know, you made that comment earlier about realizing that, oh yeah, they're a famous musician, but they're just a fucking human. And like yeah. when that clicked to me as well, I was like, man, it, we just need to talk. Like, Fuck yeah. the interview. It's just a conversation. Also, and also what I like as well is that you've actually not asked like the generic questions. That... Where did your hair color come from? Oh, right. <laughs> Where did you get the band name? Like, dude, we're not telling right. you. Like, well, it's, it's, all the, it's all the same questions. And I, I love like yeah, interviews so... like this because it doesn't feel like an interview. Yeah, honestly, like... this has been really good fun. Yeah. Like, I've really enjoyed this. It's yeah, hopefully, really... hopefully we can do it again soon though because I have had a blast. It's been yeah, great. We will for sure. So yeah, I'll keep you guys we'll posted. We'll go to Lincoln Zoo if we end up in Chicago. Hell yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. Hell yeah. Absolutely. Awesome, guys. I appreciate your time. I'll, like I said, I'll keep you posted and, and we'll, uh, you know, promote you guys as much as we can over here, too. So thank, thank you so, so much. much. Thank you very yeah. much. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Have a good day. See you, See you later. And that was my conversation with Josh and Johnny of Single by Sunday. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed that. Again, huge shout out to them for taking the time to do the podcast as well as again with that time zone difference um staying up a little late and you know taking care of business uh you know it's part of the grind and i super appreciate them for including me in that and you know working me into their schedule so Definitely want you guys to go check them out. Again, the new single just dropped today. That is called Severed Ties. Jump over. Check that out. It is dope. Be sure that you give them a like, share, subscribe, follow, all that shit. Um, not really a subscribe technically, but, you know, a follow on whatever streaming platform you use, uh, whatever social media you're using, things like that. Um, super cool dudes. Really, really digging the sound and really excited to see kind of where everything goes because this is something that's uh you know obviously a passion project for them and definitely something that i think is really about to pop off because 
they're right on the verge and with this nostalgic feel and everything um, again with it being as authentic as it is and not feeling forced at all this is the way to go um, this is a band to follow and check out and um, support you know because they are doing everything as independently as possible so you definitely want to support them in any fashion that you can whether it's monetarily or not uh go stream their song that helps obviously go check out their merch give them a follow leave comments on their social medias things like that um it would be huge for them let them know that you checked out the podcast uh that would be dope for them and me um and you know hopefully you guys enjoyed it so that's everything for this episode um as always, thank you guys for everything you do for me. Um, be sure that you do like, share, subscribe, follow the podcast, uh, and you make the scene on Facebook and Instagram primarily. I have Twitter, but I literally have never really used it uh, for this because fuck Twitter. Uh, <laughs> I just, it's one too many social medias for me to keep up on. Um, also, check out our TikTok. We haven't uploaded in a while but i will be posting the live video not live but the actual video uh version of this conversation on youtube so be sure to follow us and subscribe over there and we'll be taking little clips of this obviously and putting on on tiktok so um you know check all that out and that's everything guys thank you guys so much for all the support um be sure that again you like share uh follow subscribe all that shit just because it's huge for me and as always remember take care of yourselves take care of each other and you make the scene